Hi, welcome to Choosing Joy, the podcast where I help you not only stop existing, but I'll show you how you can start living the life of your choosing today. I'm Pam Stoddard. I'm the host of Choosing Joy. I'm a certified life and weight loss coach. I'm a mom, I'm a Grammy, and I'm a fellow widow. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to live one more day where I'm just existing. I'm ready to take back my life. Are you? Come on in. Let's go. Hi, welcome. All right. So last week, actually two weeks ago, I think we talked about emotions, right? From the standpoint of, we talked about clean pain and dirty pain. And I talked about how we actually try to avoid emotions by covering it up with another emotion. And that's what dirties it up. That's what makes it a, a dirty pain, right? Because we're causing more problems by covering it up and avoiding it and resisting it than we do by just processing it, just having it there, right? So I mentioned processing your emotions. And then I got asked, like, how do we do that? How do we process our emotions? So that's what I'm going to talk to you about today is how to process emotions. But it's real important you understand a few things first. So we're going to jump right in, right? And kind of summarize a little bit and then go into it. So, um, all right, let's start again with a couple of things I said. So something happens out in the world. Somebody says something, somebody does something um, to you, about you, or just something happens. COVID, right? Elections. Those are just things that happen in the world. We call those circumstances. They're neutral. They are 100% neutral. It actually does not matter in your life until you know about it, right? Or until you have a thought about it. And when you have a thought about it, that's what starts the process of the problem or where you go with your life. So we have something happens in the world. And when something happens in the world, right, you have a thought. And then that thought can be pretty, right? So it can be something like, oh, that's really great. You know, this is a really good thing. My, you know, the president I want is becoming the president, right? The president I don't want, oh my God, you know, the world's falling apart. So we have a thought about what happened, right? So then from the thought, we drop in and have a feeling. That feeling happens because we have a thought, right? Again, not because, so-and-so was president or because COVID entered our world, right? COVID, the pandemic, it's just neutral. But then we have a thought, oh my God, this is horrible, right? Or this is a farce, whatever your beliefs are, we're not getting into politics, right? Whatever your beliefs are, you have a thought. And then from a thought, you have a feeling, right? And then when your feelings are coming from your thoughts, not what happened, not the circumstance, not COVID, not who's president, not what somebody said, from your thoughts. All right, so then what happens with the thought? That thought sends a vibration down into your body. You feel it in your body, right? It's a response to the thought. It came from your brain because you had a thought and now it's in your body. And we have to realize what it is, right? Is it mad, hate, sad? Is it frustrated, loneliness, um, happiness? Are you empowered? Are you motivated? What's that thought? That came from the, from, I'm sorry, what's that feeling that came from the thought? 
All right, so we're going to summarize. Thing happened in the world, had a thought, thought drove a feeling. Now what? What do we do with that? Well, your feelings are just someone, sometimes just simple little innocent feelings. We don't realize how powerful that they are, right? We never really ask anything about them. We don't question them. But what's important to understand is your feelings are why you do anything or why you don't do some things, right? It's the fuel. It's the fuel behind all your actions. So let's look at an example of this, right? Maybe in our grief life. So let's say as simple as friends invited you to dinner on Tuesday night and you feel dread. Hmm. You feel dread because somebody invited you to dinner. That'd make a lot of sense. It's pretty innocent. Somebody inviting you to dinner Tuesday night, six o'clock, pretty innocent. But you feel dread. Why? Why do you feel dread? And I know you think it's because somebody asked you to dinner. But again, back to what we said, it's because you're having a thought somewhere along the line. What is it? What is the thought that's making you feel dread? And after you do a little work, you come up with, it's going to suck going alone. Okay, now we're getting somewhere because that makes sense. When you think this is going to suck going alone, I understand dread. Makes sense that dread would be in your body from that thought. Can you see that? So if we're looking at the fact that feelings drive actions, that's the next step. So if your feelings drive actions, I wonder what actions dread might be bringing up. What might you be doing? And I can guess that in this case, some of them might be that you're avoiding answering the people back, like you're, you're delaying telling them whether you'll go or not, giving them yes or no. You're just kind of avoiding them. And you know, maybe even if you run into them, you're going the other way because you don't want to answer it. Or what if you've already said yes, and now you spend your time probably trying to find a way out of it, right? How in the world can I not go? Oh yeah, I forgot something, you know, trying to come up with an excuse to get out of it. Now, leave that scenario there and let's make a couple observations about it, right? First, I hope you're seeing the, you know, that we're proving to yourself and guaranteeing to yourself, right, that your night's gonna suck. You've predetermined that it's gonna suck. You're avoiding the people, you're trying to get out of it. You're thinking of all the ways it's gonna be horrible. It's pretty much probably gonna suck for you, right? But even more important, <laughs> you're making your life right now kind of suck, right? That the time you're in this drama of the suck, right? You're adding more of it to your life. And you're having more to it just because you had a dinner invite and you immediately thought this is gonna suck going alone. So you felt dread. And now we're living in this week of adding more and more negative into your life. You see what your brain does here? And it was caused by your thought, not the invite. Your thought brought this all on. So let's look at it another way. I mean, obviously this isn't something that's pleasurable. I mean, living this week and all this drama, dreading the dinner, right? So what if, right? What if you thought to yourself, hmm, I'm not sure about going alone, but it might be okay. 
might be fun. And you choose instead to think that it's possible that it could be okay. Or maybe it's just, I'm willing to give this a shot and see if it's okay. Yeah, I didn't ask you to go to rainbows and daisies and think something like, oh, this is so exciting. But you don't believe that. Just ask you to tweak it a little bit, right? Of how is it possible that this could be okay? Or even this, might be possible to be okay. I'm willing to see if this might be okay. Now, if we think something like that, your feeling from that thought might be just a little bit more like a hopeful feeling, maybe optimistic. Again, we didn't go to excited because we don't believe that. But what if we're just a little bit optimistic? that it might be okay. Because we're thinking, mm, it might be okay. This might work out. I'm willing to see if this works out. Either of those feelings are gonna bring up something that's a little bit more open for you, right? You might start looking slightly forward to it. You might actually get dressed up and be excited about that part of it, you know, kind of the dress up part. Um, you might be looking for more opportunities to laugh or be more opportunities to not be withdrawn. So you're gonna see more things that might be good, right? What do you think your result would be from just that thought? You might end up actually enjoying it. You might end up actually laughing. You might end up actually saying this was a great time, right? You also might not have enjoyed it so much, but found that, you know what? It wasn't so bad. I lived, I existed, <laughs> I got through it. It wasn't horrible. You see the connection? Thoughts create feelings. Feelings create actions that give you results. And I tell you that, I use that example so that you understand and hopefully you can see, right? And challenge yourself to evaluate this on your own, right? Every time you have a feeling, evaluate it. Any emotion you have is 100% okay. I don't care what your emotions are. Even the ones that are negative can be positive to you. Sad, we use this example a lot. Sad, in general, would be a negative connotation. And sometimes we want to get rid of sad. But a lot of times we want to keep it. Lonely is another one. And for you, for instance, I don't know about you, but I don't want to want to get rid of sad when sad comes from me thinking I miss him. Because I do miss him. And I don't know that I ever don't want to be sad when I think that. The difference is, is that I am comfortable with sad. I've done the work processing sad. Right? So the question is, how do you decide what you want to keep? What emotions are actually benefit you or that you want to keep or find a better way of dealing with them and what ones do you going to get rid of and this is where we kind of use what i taught you what is the result right what actions are you going to take from this feeling ask yourself that question if i'm feeling this way what actions are is that going to drive or what actions did it drive right did these actions benefit you or did they cause you more pain in your life, right? 
If you have more pain in your life than the actions, you probably don't like the actions or the inactions. You don't like the result that you're getting, right? You don't like what's going on. So that feeling needs to be processed. And then we have to decide and we'll process it. Is it something we want to keep or do we want to let it go? Either way, we do process it and we make the decision then. And I know this kind of sounds like a foreign language, but I just want you to see how powerful your feelings are. They drive actions. They drive inactions. And sometimes those actions are ugly, yelling, crying, hitting, screaming, right? Hitting people, ignoring people, saying things about people, giving them the cold shoulder, right? Sometimes they leave you in overwhelm and drama and spinning more and freaking, you know, freaking out because you have inactions. You're avoiding people. You're not getting anything done. You're hiding. You're not speaking to people, right? None of those can benefit you. You can keep them if you want. But generally, if those are actions you're getting, you probably don't want them. They're probably not getting you a good result in your life. But let's go back and use our example of dread, right? How would you process dread? Well, you process any emotion. Any emotion you have, right? You take a few minutes with it. And I'm going to say it's sort of like meditating, right? So I always suggest that you just take a second and close your eyes. Close your eyes and then drop your eyes down into your body. Like look down with your eyes closed. Get out of your head. That's where your thoughts come from and drop into your body. And let's talk about dread a little bit, right? And sometimes, you know, it, for me, it kind of looks like this. I say, what am I feeling dread? You know, I'm feeling dread. What is, where am I feeling dread at, right? And I think, you know, it's across my chest, right? Why, why am I feeling dread? It's just dinner. So why do I dread it so much? Oh uh, yeah, because it's gonna suck. Someone's not coming alone. Oh yeah, I get that now, right? I get it. I, I understand the dread from a thought like that. I get that. And then I ask myself, tell me a little bit more about the dread. And I describe the dread. I describe it to myself. Where is it? What does it feel like, right? So let's, if I'm describing dread, if I'm thinking that, I mean, dread to me probably would be this uneasy feeling across my chest. It is kind of moving. It's not, you know, settled in hard. Um, let's see, it's probably like a purplish grayish color. Um, it's, um, it's again, soft and moving. It's not, you know, it's not got any texture to it exactly other than it's kind of cloudy and moving. Um, and yeah, that's dread. I, I, I get it. I feel it. That's dread. And you say, I understand dread. I understand. Yeah. You know, and you kind of just sit with it for a little bit till it just kind of slows down and it kind of eases its way, you know, and you just tell yourself, I'm not going to dread when I think that. I get it. I know why you're here, right? And then once you calm down, right, you can then start looking at it with your prefrontal cortex. <laughs> you can start judging it from the standpoint of what you need to judge it from. And I have to say to myself, do I want to feel dread? Is there any good outcome that could possibly come from this dread? And I basically have to say, no, I don't think this has any good outcome for me. Nothing is going to come from this dread. And I can see that. So I have to say to myself, I don't want it. So how do I get rid of it, right? So then realizing that my thought created the feeling, 
I have to have a new thought. And that's where I can come up with the substitution, right? So how is the opposite? If I know that going alone is gonna suck, right? Is what caused the dread. I have to ask, is that true? How's the opposite of that true? Is it possible that something else could be true? And that's where I come up with, it is possible that I'll have a good time. I don't know for sure that I won't. It is possible that it's just okay. That's possible. So I have to say to myself, I believe that it is possible that this will be all right. And if I think that I can have that little bit of optimism and that little bit of hope. And if I have that little bit of optimism and I have that little bit of hope, right? Then I can be looking for things to be a little bit better during dinner. And the outcome's probably gonna be a little bit better. So it's up to me to choose whether or not I want that or not. And in my case, I do. I don't want that. If you want it, you hang on to it. And you either get out of the, get out of the dinner or you go and you just be miserable. That's your choice. Right? So let's look at um, the summary here. Your circumstance, the thing goes on in life. You have thought, thought drives your feeling. Feeling drives actions and actions are what's giving you all your results. Your feelings can either drive good or bad actions and those actions drive your life. Do the actions empower you? If they don't and you want to change that outcome, the only way to change the outcome is to change the actions. And the only way to change the actions is to change the feeling. And the only way to change the feeling is to come up with a thought that benefits you a little bit more. You're in the driver's seat. It's your thoughts. It's your choice. Does this get me closer to my goal? Right? And if it didn't, what do you want to do about it? I hope that all made sense. I hope you got something out of that. Um, this work is not easy. It has to be very truthful and very honest with yourself. And you have to be very open and onto your brain. But I'm here to help you along the way. If you need something, just reach out to me. You can bring anything to me. Lonely, sad, angry, overwhelmed. Doesn't matter. We can deal with all of the emotions. I can help you. I gotcha. If you want to do more work on feelings or your results that you have in your life right now, just come on and work with me. Reach out at coaching at pamstoddard.com. That's my email. Or my website is pamstoddard.com. I hope you have, have a great day. Make great choices. God bless. Bye-bye. So that's all we've got for you today. If you'd like to know more about the work that I do in grief or life coaching in general, feel free to reach out to me at coaching at pamstoddard.com or my website is pamstoddard.com. I also have two Facebook pages. One is a private women's only Facebook page and it's called Women Choosing Joy After Grief and Loss feel free to ask to be a part of that group. 
And the other is a public site, um, Pam Stoddard Life Coach. Join me at any of those places. Um, Please subscribe to my podcast. And um, you guys have a great day. God bless and choose joy.